Hey, thanks for listening to uh, Take Back the Day. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget you can listen to all the other conversations that Sam and I have had on the internet uh, on our website at seed.tv forward slash tbtd. And if you haven't done so already, you can also subscribe to our podcasts and use the awesomeness of the internet to just automatically get the latest episode of Take Back the Day every week. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes if you just go to the iTunes store and search for Take Back the Day. Otherwise, on Stitcher, which is pretty exciting, we'd like to think of it as the future of radio. Uh, you can go to stitcher.com, get the Stitcher app on your smartphone, search for Take Back the Day, uh, add it, subscribe, get it automatically. It's all happening. And now, without further ado, here's our latest conversation. Simon Dingle. Hello, Sam. How's it going? It's uh, it's going well, Sam. How are you? Oh, very good, thank you. It's been a crazy week of not being at my desk, so I'm feeling slightly panicky about the amount the amount of things that have kind of piled up. But yeah, it's been good. Mm. Tell me all about it. No, it's boring. Oh. <laughs> Okay. It's, not, it's not been exciting. It's, I haven't been doing luge, you know, or something exciting that has kept mm-hmm. me away from my desk, unfortunately. It's all been boring things. I've been thinking a lot about sports since last week. Really? Have you been watching the Olympics? Uh, no. <laughs> don't, don't be silly. <laughs> it's um, not been ridiculous. But uh, I'm not, I, last week left me. I, I was very badly prepared for you last week, Sam. Sweetie, I'm always badly prepared for and, us. Um, and I swore a lot. Um, and it offended my poor delicate ear holes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I had uh, I had my microphone gain set way too high. Um, <laughs> so I was I was a disgrace to the uniform, so basically, Sam. B- basically, you suck, and Pretty I don't want to be your friend anymore. Basically, yeah. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be my friend either. Um, uh, yeah. So sports. Uh, I haven't changed my stance on it. Uh, in fact, there was a great infographic that somebody tooted um, about what what the Sochi Olympics. I still haven't figured out if it's Sochi or Sochi or. Oh, I don't know. Sochi. It's, yeah. After Sochi. after the next couple of weeks, no one is ever going to mention it again. If we're mm-hmm. honest, so it's fine. So um, so this infographic. I like infographics. It makes you feel like you understand something <laughs> that you have no idea about. But there's a pretty picture. Mm. Um, but the Sochi Olympics, the Sochi <laughs> Olympics, are costing 51 billion uh, United States dollars. Totally cray cray. But apparently, a lot of that is just due to Russian governmental corruption. Yes, that too. But um, but that aside, uh, the Discovery rover to send that to Mars was two and a half billion dollars. Oh my God! Seriously. Um, so those seeking to alter my opinions on sports over the last week have failed miserably. In fact, if anything. They've reinforced my idea that of all the things we do that are an utter waste of time, and we discussed this last week, that pretty Mm -hmm. much includes everything. Um, (laughs) Sports is certainly the biggest and and most pointless waste of time. So we could have sent like 25 Mars rovers to the moon, and then they could have all been friends, and then they could have started a little Mars rover colony. Mm -hmm. It would have been amazing. Who knows what we could have achieved by now if we weren't kicking balls around all day, Uh, Sam? Man, who knows? Who Who knows? knows? Maybe it's better. Maybe it's all for the good. Maybe if we'd focused on science and stuff, we all would have annihilated each other by now through mm-hmm. drone warfare and, you know, nuclear bombs. Or colonized uh, the galaxy. 
Um, <laughs> I don't want to colonize the galaxy. Anyway. Uh, where no man has gone before. Mm-hmm. <sighs> to the stars, Sam. Indeed, Simon. So that's all my follow-up from last week. Okay, well, that's a good follow-up. I haven't mm. watched any any of the Soshi, Sohi, 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 whatever, mm-hmm. Olympics. But I'm kind of... I do suffer a very small amount of FOMO around the Olympics, always. Just Why? because sometimes the sports are so incredibly bizarre that they're quite fun. Like, I mean, mm. we spoke about the ribbon dances last week, which is just mm-hmm. the most beautifully pointless thing in the world. Um, and then you were, you were talking about, not luge, you were talking about the other thing. The crazy thing with the giant slides. That sounds um, like fun. I feel like I've yeah, watched sure. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure I was talking about ladies volleyball, uh, which yes. isn't part of the Winter Olympics, but probably should be. Snow volleyball with nipple stands. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. Yes, exactly. Anyway. Um, yes. So I'm going to try and swear less this week, Sam. Okay. You do that if it it's makes you happy. It's my resolution <laughs> If it makes you happy. Week. If it doesn't make you happy, then don't do it. Mm, um, okay. I've been thinking a lot this week about how, because I haven't been at my desk, how when you don't have time to process all of your inputs, uh, you start going a little bit crazy. I feel like I'm going a little bit crazy just because I haven't had time to process all of the things that have been coming in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Well, firstly, let me put your mind at rest. You definitely are a little crazy. You always have been. It's oh, not thanks. just now, Sam. Right, this isn't a recent thing. It's uh, <laughs> it's been a while. Nice. Um So don't worry about that. But uh, but I've been thinking about the same thing. Like uh, you know, every night you go to bed, uh, and in the old days, you'd kill the light, um, you'd, you'd cuddle up to your teddy bear, candle. close your eyes, and you'd sleep. And now uh, people sit on their smart. Well, I say people. By people, I mean Simon. Sits mm. on his smartphone uh, in bed like a dumbass, reading <laughs> pointless toots from people with infographics about Mars rovers. Mm. Until um, until probably later than I should. And it just doesn't feel like this is good for my brain. And like you said, like your, your brain needs time to process stuff. Mm. Uh, I suppose it does a lot of that while you're sleeping. But this bombardment of pointless information in 140-character format all day doesn't mm. seem to be helping matters. Um, it's like your your brain needs a break from all that shit. Oh, there we go again. <laughs> Disgusting. I'm going to start a little virtual swear, uh, swear jar mm. on the internet for you. Okay, that's a good <laughs> idea. I'll pay you Neon coin. So, you know, even like Bertrand Russell. So, I mean, we blame smartphones <laughs> and we blame Twitter or whatever, but Bertrand Russell has Yeah, let's this, go straight to Bertrand. <laughs> had this great uh, essay or whatever where he, that he, where he, wherein he wrote about boredom and the value of boredom. Um, mm-hmm. And in that essay from, you know, Bertrand Russell days, he goes on this long rant about how, you know, today's society are, is constantly chasing always the next thing. And yes. they will ne- therefore never be a generation of great people because they're too distracted and they're trying to fill up their empty hours instead of, you know, sitting back and dealing with the profundity of life in the mm-hmm. way that Bertrand Russell and Bertrand Russell would have said it in a much more kind of yeah. growly and wonderful way um, so it's not just smartphones I think it's it's a human brain thing like we, we we crave the stimulation and it's distraction and often we're just fleeing from deep thought um, yeah yeah but smartphones now, add don't to help. that our overdeveloped self of, uh, our overdeveloped sense of uh, of of self and the fact that we're the most narcissistic generation in history. Mm. And you put that all together and it's, uh, it's a bit messy, Sam. Everybody's in <laughs> a hurry to change the world so that other people will think they're smart. 
Mm, for sure. Or something. I, I mean, the, the interesting thing about, about kind of resting and taking breaks and stuff like that is you, you feel like I'm taking a break. Clearly what's happening is my brain is switching off. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of the opposite of what's happening. Your brain is incredibly active when you're resting. Um, and it's a different kind of active than when you're sleeping, although there are some some similarities. There's, there's mm. something called uh, the default mode network, which is like it's the part, it's the circuit in your brain that gets activated when you're not doing anything else. Um, and what it is, is it's basically, it replays all of the, the inputs that you've just learned. And mm-hmm. then it kind of encodes, it builds memory. And they've wow. done studies with rats. Those poor little rats, man, they just, oh man, they just get the worst end of the stick. Anyway, so people have done experiments with rats where they, they teach them mazes and then they kind of let them rest a little bit. And for mm-hmm. half of the rats, if they, they poke their brains with electrodes, basically, uh, so that they can't activate this particular default mode network thing. Um, and then they go and get them to rerun the maze. They, ca- they can't remember it at all. So that's what you, your, your brain is very busy when you think you're not doing anything. And of course, as we've learned, anything that's true for rats is true for human beings. Obviously, I, so I crave cheese. Must be, <laughs> must be hugely relevant. Mm. Um, I, I, I'm all for doing less, Sam, and I'm all for research that um, uncovers that we should be doing less. I, I have a friend who defines his success by how little he has to do in a day. Mm. And, um, and I think there's something to that. Um, mostly just doing nothing, yeah. which is my favorite thing in the world to do. Um, but uh, but I don't, yeah. It's wise, As but ha- counterintuitive. What? Well, you know, the the tough thing to swallow is that you you kind of have to you have to take breaks to be more productive. Does that make sense? Like yeah, if you're not totally. getting if you're not getting a good night's sleep, if you're mm. if you're not relaxing, if you're not giving your brain time to catch up with all of the information that you've overloaded it with, mm. um, you can't be super productive. You can't be the best that you can be uh, <laughs> at anything. So mm. it's almost like if you want to do more, you can start by uh, taking some breaks. Doing less, absolutely. Maybe doing a little bit less, but focusing on yeah. the things that are really important. So... Um, and letting go of, of all of the crap that isn't. Because I think what, what ends up happening um, is if you don't take proper breaks, what you end up sabotaging your own efforts anyway. So if you yeah. don't take a proper break where you go and get the frack out of your office, I'm trying not mm-hmm. to get into the swear jar, um, and go and walk outside a little bit and get your eyes to focus on something that isn't three mm-hmm. meters away, sorry, three feet away, um, you know, or you, you go and have a little dose or whatever it is, um, what you're going to end up doing is wasting time on reddit and buzzfeed anyway you know which Mm -hmm. is which is not a productive way to take a break because you're continuing to overload yourself yeah and if it's on reddit or buzzfeed you're not overloading yourself with anything useful reddit is pretty great sometimes but yeah Mm -hmm. yeah no i do agree so there was that italian gentleman uh whose name escapes me funny that oh wow wasn't it Jeez, there's like it's like telepathy, Sam. <laughs> We're like you just, the same. It's person. like you know what I'm gonna say next. <laughs> wow. Bombadoro. Uh, I made that observation without entering the swear jar. Well done. I don't have to send you any neon coin for saying. <laughs> I'm so um, impressed. I think that poop. you would need to pay for any of your your swearing in awesome cat videos. We'd have to invent mm-hmm. a new currency. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, I think somebody's done that for us. Uh, but anyway, so, so yeah, the Pomodoro technique is what this – I've just uh, consulted my external brain and found mm. out that this human being's name is Francesco Cirillo. Right. In the late 1980s, I like the way they present that information on Wikipedia as if we're discussing the Middle Ages, which we kind of are. <laughs> Back to the Pomodoro technique. It's a time management method. Uh, and basically what it says, it's not that smart, is that you should have like uh, 10 minutes of off time every hour. 
Um, but the idea is that you chunk your work into segments. Um, fans of the Pomodoro technique, uh, I believe, usually do 25 minutes at a time. Hmm. So for every twi- 25 minutes of work, you, do f- uh, you take a five-minute break. But then you try and chunk your work into things that take 25 minutes of time. Mm. So you're like, okay, I'm going to do this in this 25 minutes, five-minute break, 25 minutes on this five-minute break. Mm. Um, and you try or and if you're me, like I'm going to do stuff this morning and then I'm probably going to drink a lot of beer. Oh, um, your life. <laughs> so uh, I need to work on the balance, but uh, uh. but it's an interesting way to think about things. And I like this idea of like spreading out, spreading out your breaks uh, throughout the day instead mm. of thinking like, okay, between nine and five, I'm going to work like a mofo. And then I'm going to go home and do nothing. Yeah. Like maybe take the doing nothing and just sprinkle it into the day so that you're kind of doing nothing throughout the workday as well. And mm. maybe doing something in the evening. I've always been a fan of that kind of thinking, like even in terms of our holidays um, and our times away from work as a whole. Mm. Um, We've got this weird idea uh, in our society that uh, holiday is uh, something that you do for a couple of weeks a year um, and you kind of combine it all together. Uh, and 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 you're, then you retire, which is the the supreme holiday when you're too old old to enjoy anything and too blind to see anything. Mm. And then you then take up you, competitive knitting, and you know your yeah. life is over and you're bored forever. Mm-hmm. So Timothy Ferris, who's a bit of a uh, trying so hard not to swear, um, <laughs> he's, a he's not a, he's not a bad I'll guy. You know you. he's okay. But I liked in the in the form was a four hour work week. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Yeah. He um, he talks about the deferred uh, wealth. Thing where with mm. you know people th- saving all their time and money for when they're old one day, yeah. uh, which you know might never arrive. Totally. Instead of like take this idea of the retirement and all the money you plan to spend on it and scatter it throughout your life. Mm. Yeah, which um, I think is very wise. So easier said than done. <laughs> speaking about the Pomodoro technique, so back in the day when Quirk Joburg, which was much smaller than it is now, uh, I mm-hmm. think it was about six of us at that point. This is um, your company. Yes, my company. Mm-hmm. Uh, our boss, Mary, uh, decided that we all needed to follow the Pomodoro technique because Quirk is very into sort of alternative management fads and things. Really? Um, <laughs> totally. It's, it's great. Um, so she bought us all these crazy egg timers to try and encourage us all to sort of set them for 40 minutes and then take mm-hmm. a 10-minute break. That's what we were working on at that point. Um, and instead, we all drew faces on them and kept them as pets. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> As one does when one works at an ad agency. But well, it, it was cool. So we tried it for a while. Um, there was something really appealing about it. But unfortunately, the problem with any of these things is that when you do them by yourself, that's fine. And you can create a rhythm that works for yourself. But as soon as you start trying to interface with clients, you have a very different way of thinking about the world. And meetings and other things, it all kind of goes out the window anyway. Well, it's like discipline. It's, it's, this, it's the problem with anything. Mm-hmm. Uh the tools and techniques aren't going to help you much if you can't, you know, if you can't apply them. Mm. Um, and that, I think that's one of the problems with productivity software <laughs> is, you know, there, there are a million to-do list programs. And uh, I know people who have cycled through every million one of them. Mm. Um, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, who, who gives a crap? It's a list of stuff. Mm. Like, you know, fucking write it on a piece of paper. Um, but, but, but the to-do list isn't the problem. The fact that you haven't found the perfect to-do list isn't the problem. The problem is you're a human being and you're forcing yourself to do things that you probably don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know how one fixes that, Sam. Mm, but I feel like I feel like doing nothing is a big part of the solution. <laughs> Well, 
yeah, and it, <laughs> it seems like a bit of a cop out when you say it like that, but actually, no, I think there's a lot of wisdom in that because I think what happens when you're really bored, or at least what happens to me when I'm really, really bored, is I end up making my own fun. And the stuff that I end up doing when I'm incredibly bored is actually probably the stuff that I should be doing with my life. When I'm bored, I make things and I start writing, just but mostly to entertain myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, or I start doing other things which are less productive and involve my pants. But anyway, um, so <laughs> as everyone does when they're bored, let's be honest. Um, yes. But, you know, like I think boredom leads you towards your, your truest self in a kind of, you know, ridiculous mm-hmm. way. Well, I think you've just said something very wise, Sam, but I'm not sure what it means. <laughs> Go and be bored more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if anyone looks at you askance, tell them about the science that backs it up. Mm. Absolutely. Tell them you're not being bored and doing nothing. You are activating your default mode network. Mm. But, you know, so I, I, know, I, I don't know of anybody who's kind of looked into this, uh, except for um, perhaps what check samurai the flow uh, psychologist person oh that um, guy's awesome yeah but you know s- sort of in transcendental meditation the way i understand it i'm not a practitioner <laughs> mm. but uh the way i understand trans- trans- transcendental meditation is that you kind of just allow your mind to flow uh and you just go with whatever thoughts arise right mm. um i may have this completely wrong but that's how i understood it and I've I've had days at work where instead of sticking to the plan because the plan is bollocks ir- irrelevant anyway. Um mm. it's it's something that you thought you should do today yesterday uh, and then today arrived with its many variables. Um yeah. But if you so if you ignore the plan and you just kind of flow through work um as things arise kind of transcendentally. I'm not sure if that's the right word for it either. I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure of much this morning seems, Sam, but it seems legit so go with it. But just sort of flowing through your work uh, instead of sticking to the plan, instead of using your egg timer buddy, um, just kind of, you know, whatever comes up next, you kind of do it. This makes no sense, does it? No, 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 it does. And although, okay, so of course, there's the counter to this, which is that if you just end up flowing through everything, make sure that you're not flowing into Facebook, you know, Um, because, yeah, mm -hmm. sorry, go, go. I was going to say, before before uh, anybody points out the obvious to us on the internet, um, we're not suggesting that that's what Chick Summarize flow is because that's mm. something completely different. I'm talking about flow as in, as in just kind of, you know, going going with the flow, whereas Chick Summarize flow is, is when you achieve mastery in a discipline yeah. like painting or whatever, you achieve those flow states where mm. it's kind of second nature and your body's just doing something. No, for sure. But, I mean, back to this thing <sighs> about kind of letting yourself be bored. On that, on that note, like this great artist flow thing, uh, the other type of flow. Um, <laughs> getting really good at something means actually. Oh, sorry, was that me? Um, getting really good at something means being able to do it for extensive amounts of time every mm-hmm. day, uh, which is actually kind of boring. Often, I imagine. Yes, mm-hmm. probably. So, getting comfortable with being bored is probably one of the most important things that we can do. That's right, Sam. That's what I'm going to tell myself, yes. You keep telling yourself that. Uh, <laughs> I say this as someone who's incredibly bad at being bored. I'm, 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 a, I'm a, a novelty seeker in a, in a bad way. I have high proneness to boredom, which mm-hmm. is a bad thing. Well, we all are. But I, I feel like you, can't, you need to trip yourself up. You know, it's sort of the, 
the whole elephant and rider problem that we've discussed before uh, mm. with psychology, where you've got this rational, analytical component to your brain that knows what the right thing is to do. Mm. That's the rider. But it's sitting on this big emotional elephant. Um, mm. And when the elephant sees a peanut, you can't, it doesn't matter what the rider <laughs> tells the elephant to do, he's going to go fetch it, right? Mm. So. So you, you don't have that much control over your behavior. You know what the right thing is to do, but actually doing it is difficult. And so so you kind of need to set traps for the elephant. Mm. Um, so that, you know, people who understand this stuff will tell you that if you want to lose weight, uh, eat off smaller plates because yeah. um, you're going to clean whatever plate is put in front of you. That's a behavior we've got mm-hmm. very little control over. Um, so you kind of need to trip the elephant up with smaller plates. Um but if you've got all these things that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing, like mm. sitting on your smartphone uh, in bed when you should be reflecting on your day um, or interacting with your partner, mm. um, like you need need to find ways to trip yourself totally. up. And I feel like our tools, our technology, the things that are vying for our attention all day yeah. are very bad at giving us the functionality we need uh, to kind of curb that behavior. Which so. Which is why something like the Pomodoro technique, you know, is is a great idea because even though it's it's kind of cheesy and whatever, it, it, it that's what it's doing is it's setting mm-hmm. up a trap. You know, your little egg timer is going to go off every forty minutes, and you know, yeah. it's going to trap you and say, "Cool, take a break." Sure, but I, I would like love to have functionality on my smartphone where I could say, just like uh, <laughs> you can accept calls after ten at night, but you can't do anything else. Yeah. Um, and people are like, well, that's retarded. Just don't do anything with it after 10. Switch it off. Mm. I used to think that way, Sam. But, you know, <laughs> like the elephant so, doesn't care. Uh, yeah, you, need totally. to, you need to make it physically impossible. It's like setting timers on World of Warcraft so that you don't spend all day in Azeroth. Um, <laughs> well, what you do is you end up snoozing those timers. But anyway, oh, I do. Um, so, I mean, one of the best things I've done in the last couple of weeks on exactly this note is I uninstalled the Facebook app from my phone. I, I'm still on Facebook. I can still check it on my laptop if I want to but let's face it why would anyone ever want to Um, but just not having it on my phone has been amazing it just Mm -hmm. I don't miss it at all and it means that it's not the thing that I check when I need that little distraction you know I'm more likely to go and read an article in pocket which is probably more valuable Absolutely. So, so maybe totally. I need to nuke uh, Twitter off my phone. Totally. I reckon just delete shit, and particularly from your phone. I mean, it's much more purposeful on your laptop, I feel. You, if you have to actually navigate to a site, you sort of have that little half moment of being able to not. And then there's all those those tools like, uh, what's the one that locks you out of the internet? Wow. Uh, I don't know. I think it's called Freedom. Uh, children? No. <laughs> I think it's called Freedom. Uh, let me freedom. consult the external brain. Okay. Um, Internet blocking productivity software. Yes. For the Mac. Mm. I don't know if it works. The problem is that I need, I need uh, the internet to do stuff, like work stuff. Yes. So how would that work? Do you really all the time? Aren't there certain things you can do? No, that? dude. I can't type a paragraph without consulting Wiktionary. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> something. Ooh, that reminds me of something I like that I want to talk about just yes, now. Yes, go. I will make a note of it. No, uh, let's go with the flow, Simon. It's there, so let's do okay. it. Mm. Tell and us your about commitment this is thing. strong. <laughs> uh, so this thing's called Hemingway. Yeah. Um, and it's essentially a word processor uh, in a browser. Um, I think it's HemingwayApp.com. I'll look that up while we while we talk. Um, and basically what it does is it um, takes Hemingway's uh, theories around writing, yeah, HemingwayApp.com, mm. um, and then uses it to analyze your writing. So um, what is that like? Are you very drunk? Are you beating no. up women right now? <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you write long, complex sentences, 
um, it highlights them in yellow so that you ah. know you should shorten that sentence or split it. If it turns red, it means that your sentence is extremely complex um, and meandering and you should, you should just split that shit up immediately. Um, and then if you write a word for which there is a better, shorter word, it highlights it in purple. Um, and then all of your adverbs get highlighted in blue so that you know you should drop them because adverbs are a bad idea. Dude, that's amazing. Um, and then and then if you write in the passive voice, it highlights it in green. Hmm. Um, so that's amazing. Uh, and it's it's going to be my favorite word processor in the world. You can only use it on in, in the browser at the moment. Hmm. And then you can download a Word doc of whatever it is that you wrote. Uh, apparently, they're working on apps. So, so what is this desktop version then? Uh, I, the, that's a request button. Uh, yeah, mm, it's early sneaky. days for Hemingway. Sneaky. Um, but so, if you want to get good at writing, uh, and everybody should, you know, we're all writers. We all think we're good at it because we learned how to do it at school. Um, but the art of writing is is it's so important in business. Just clear communications. Um, yeah. And and you know, often you have a, pro- a problem with somebody you're trying to get work stuff done with. Yeah. Uh, and you might think they're being a douche or um, or just uncompromising or whatever. When really at the heart of it, it's a communications problem. Um, they've missed something or you've said something ambiguous. or um, So tools like Hemingway and reading things like um, politics in the English language. Who was that? Was that? Uh, that wasn't that Hemingway. That was Orwell, yeah. I think that was Orwell. Like politics in the English language. And it all says the same thing. Like just cut the crap. Use shorter words. Don't try and get clever with your vocabulary. Yeah. Get Get rid of the adverbs and just get to the point so that you're coming through clearly and people are understanding what you mean. Mm, totally. So, yeah, that's um, a great app. Good find. So, yay, Hemingway. Woohoo. What a great idea. Yeah. Simplicity. Uh, I, I don't have anything to, to, to contribute uh, oh, in I the have kind so of usefulness. Much, Sam. The only great thing that I found this week, which is, in fairness, pretty damn great, uh, is uh, which you've probably seen because it went around years ago, but I just missed it somehow, is, mm-hmm. you know, the Count from Sesame Street, and he had that counting song? Uh, yes. So it's that song, but it's censored, and it's hilarious, and it becomes super dirty. It has nothing to do with Pomodoro techniques or being clearer or anything useful, except that, that it has it's something really to do with fun. doing nothing. <laughs> it's great. Go okay. check it out. Sesame Street's Count Censored. If you this... go and type that into the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to send you half a Nyan coin for that one. <laughs> oh, that's something I like. I like Nancoin. It's my new currency uh, of choice. Please tell me that it is a Bitcoin encoded into a GIF of a Nyan yeah. cat. Woohoo! Well, kind of. So just go to nyancoin.org. Uh, it's like, you know, there, there are all of these um, <laughs> offshoot cryptocurrencies like Dogecoin. Yeah. Now, Dogecoin has a special place in my heart, too, because it was inspired by Homestar Runner inadvertently. And anything okay. inspired by Homestar Runner has to be um, awesome. Mm-hmm. Nyan Coin was inspired by Nyan Cat and has the support of the Nyan Cat uh, founder. So uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Sorry, I'm so just looking at So get mining, get some Nyan Coin. This is this is our new official currency. I think we should accept donations. Um, <laughs> so when you were Coin. saying you were going to send me cat gifts as currency, you actually totally had that worked out. Wow. Yeah, totally. Uh, I don't. I've only have six I Nyan coins. I love that we Sam. live in a world in which there is a animated GIF cat currency. I, I. This is a beautiful world, Simon. It is. A, it's a beautiful place, Sam. There's a lot of people doing a whole lot of nothing in our world right now, Sam. Yeah. Um, not and partaking in the Olympics. And sometimes that nothing produces genius like this. 
Yes, uh, like our new official currency. <laughs> I have high hopes, man. Uh, those Winklevosses are wrong. Neon coin is going to be it. Dude, I'm going to ping Rob immediately and ask for my salary to now. <laughs> From now on, I will only accept payments in Neon coins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, it's a two-person economy in South Africa then, but hey, let's run with it. <laughs> we, we will make our own funds, Simon. It's fine. Absolutely. We'll build our uh, own micro-economy. What else did I like this week? Oh, um, I like Momentum, um, which is a plugin for Chrome. Yeah. Um, and so every time you open a new tab in Chrome, which is the fantastic web browser from Google, check it out and use it. Um, it, it. Instead of loading up the home screen in Chrome, it loads up a really beautiful image for whatever time of day it is with the mm. weather up in the corner. The time really big. It says good morning in your name, which mm. is always nice. Um, and it asks you what your main focus is for today, which is a bit douchey. Oh, so wow. I'll say, like, uh, eat more chocolate. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and then every time you open a new tab, it reminds you that you said you would eat more chocolate today. And then you can add stuff. You can delete stuff. And um, it has little inspirational quotes at the bottom. Today's is, the only disability in life is a bad attitude, <laughs> which is a good thing to remember. Oh, and then gross. it's got a little to-do list thing uh, in the corner where you can put down your to-dos. It doesn't integrate with anything. That's kind of um, fabulous. But the nice thing about it is it's just there every time you open a new tab. Now, listen, yeah. I open a lot of tabs in a day. You're like, oh, shit, I need to do that thing with that yeah. guy and Why more chocolate. Why am I instead watching more Red Tube? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I need to send Sam some coin and <laughs> sort yeah. out my attitude. That's kind of cool. I mean, I, I do the, a similar thing with Post-its. You know, I write kind of focus things on Post-its and stick them around my desk. It's very analog. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes in amongst all the complex to-do systems and whatever, you actually just need a very simple reminder of ultimately this week this is the most important thing you're supposed to be doing which is pretty great yeah so that's momentum do you know know what i want to bring back though i hate that i can't configure chrome anymore to show my apps rather than recent uh most frequently visited pages i don't want to be reminded that pinterest is my most frequently visited no you can't do that how so at the bottom you've got most visited and you've got apps just click on apps and then every time you what are you talking about no that doesn't happen for me oh it happens for me oh Grumble, you grumble. need to you need to update your Chrome, Sam. Clearly, no Chrome also updates. Or maybe I haven't, and that's why it still works. <laughs> yeah, no, because it used to be like that, and then it went away, and now I have to click on a different button every time I load up a new tab. That'll <gasps> never do. Anyway, anyway, never ever. Yeah. All it's right, a Sam. Thing. This has been fun. Uh, yeah, it has been fun. I felt um, like we were kind of prepared, and we we said vaguely intelligent things. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Baby steps. Oh, oh, wait! I've got one more, one more cool thing. It's, okay. <laughs> sorry, it's also pointless. Uh, it'll only be funny to South Africans. Uh, you've got to go fine. onto YouTube and you've got to look for Slan Dotty Slung, which is this Cameroonian music video that some Afrikaans guy subtitled in Afrikaans, and it's not sung in Afrikaans, but he subtitled it, and it kind of sounds like the mm-hmm. words, but it's hilarious. Anyway, it might sorry. be funny to Dutch people or German people too. Yes, Dutch people might- will totally get the joke. It might be funny uh, to Mandarin-speaking people, too, for different reasons. Mandarin? Yeah, you know. Um, what are they, what are they speaking Cameroon? Not Mandarin. No. <laughs> they definitely <laughs> don't speak Mandarin in Cameroon. Douala. Douala is what the internet says. Absolutely. <laughs> the internet's never wrong. <laughs> okay, Simon Dingle. <sighs> All right, Sam. So may there be a lot of nothing in your week. Yes. And and happy romantic day things today. If, if oh, yeah. You, today's you, Valentine's you do, Day. You do those things. My whole office is covered in crepe hearts and grossness. So. Well, well good luck with that, Sam. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. chat soon. Okay.
Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.